Pass the carrots, please. May I be excused, please? Yes, dear. What is that? I know what that is. That's music. All right, mister, what do you think you're doing? You call this a room? This is a pigsty. I want you to straighten up this area now! You are a disgusting slob! Stand up straight! Tuck in that shirt! Adjust that belt buckle! Tie those shoes! Twisted sister! What is that? Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pregaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So back to my concert chronology this week and covering a tribute show I saw 18 years ago. So I never got a chance to see Twisted Sister, but did see the ultimate Twisted Sister experience. This episode is going to revolve around the Bent Brother show I saw. May 27th, 2004, at Jack's Nightclub in Springfield, Virginia. And to help me recap the show and talk about Twisted Sister in general, welcome back, fellow SMFs, Jay and Mike. Welcome back. SMFs (laughs) in the house. And again, glad to be back. Both have been on the podcast, but have not been on together, but have known each other for a long time. It's been a minute handful of years so who is bent brother i found this bio online and thought it did a good job of describing who these guys are shortly after twisted sister performed without their makeup and stage clothes at the new york steel benefit in november of 2001 so shortly after 9 11 it appeared that the audience demanded a purer and less theatrical version of twisted sister on that fateful night five observers who were also musicians and had unbelievably similar physical characteristics to each band member, decided that now was the time to form the Ultimate Twisted Sister Tribute Band. Together, these five musicians, whose real names we'll never know, dedicate the rest of their lives to looking and sounding exactly like their idols, Twisted Sister. They resemble the band musically and physically so much that seems they actually match their real Twisted Sister members' weight gains and losses on a daily basis. The five members of Bent Brother believe that beneath the theatrical transvestite shell of Twisted Sister lies the soul of a hard-bitten biker bar band. To that end, Bent Brother makes rare but extremely heartfelt appearances in and around the tri-state area, 
to all hardcore Twisted Sister fans who are just a little pissed off that the band spends too much of their time playing in Europe. There are those who believe that Bent Brother is more Twisted Sister than even Twisted Sister itself. Upon seeing Bent Brother for the first time, J.J. French declared, the guy who plays me looks more like Kiefer Sutherland than I do. That's the bio on these guys. So backgrounds with Twisted Sister, Jay. Well, I, me- I remember a lot of uh, cut off jean jackets and hair and uh, uh, a lot of this stuff was going down at, uh, out at the Cohen Ranch. Probably the same for Mike. <laughs> yep. And uh, I mean, they were just, they were home for wayward, you know, metalhead kids out there. <laughs> Because I spent, I don't know about Mike, I can't speak for him, but I spent majority of my time out there. And uh, I just remember being the hugest fan uh, when, you know, MTV, right? It was when they yeah. came out. I saw that. I was just 100% all in. So um, it was, but it was Stay Hungry that oh, yeah. started yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they broke, as far as I know. Sure. Yeah. There was a video for You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, but I think that all kind of, you know, was underground <laughs> stuff, right? And uh, I wasn't aware of it. Me neither. Me neither. Stay Hungry was obviously the intro. So, yeah, Mike, is that is that your memory? Probably yeah, videos? Or? Definitely in- introduced to them. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, this is interesting because what I remember, the video, um, we're not going to take it you know was out was huge huge on rotation on mtv but the album the full album i I knew most because andy had it on cassette was you can't stop rock and roll yes so i can look at uh, side one of that and i'm like i remember every song listen to that (laughs) we probably never got past it but uh (laughs) right but i remember totally remember this listen to that all the time a lot Andy had it on cassette which i'm sure he like stole from brad um you know or we recorded it from sound waves and you know then took the album back or whatever yep but uh definitely uh the the album i knew first was you can't stop rock and roll from them we had that first but i i remember hearing of them or they really caught my attention of course from the mtv and stay hungry album yep yeah so yeah same i mean same thing right that that album came out in may of 84 and i remember this is this is a interesting memory that i've got it but going like out to the grand island mall probably that had just opened well i think that's where sound waves lived after they moved right isn't that where they were i feel like it was there but it was after a, a, a little league baseball game we went out there and my dad I think bought it for me or whatever, but I remember him having to open the glass case or whatever to get the cassette out because they were behind. <laughs> so, so the shoplifters uh, didn't take it, but, and I remember, I think I remember my dad seeing the front cover of stay hungry and just looking at me and like, seriously, because <laughs> of that epic, uh, epic front cover. But anyway, um, the video, right. The extended kind of the extended version which shows him eating dinner before the kid goes upstairs and is playing the playing the guitar and all that and and uh, remember that. But honestly, I think I even before I want to rock was a single. I think I liked that song maybe a little bit more than we're not going to take it. It is just my my memory of it. The price and the beast, you know, those songs all stood out 
to me or I can remember. And this is funny, but you guys will appreciate this because you know, you know, Will Armstrong's uh, sense of humor. But that summer, I think we were shooting fireworks off and we were listening to I Want to Rock. And when the song started and I was like singing it, I can remember singing I Want to Rock and Will get, like, got me a rock and put it in my hand. <laughs> Typical, right? Typical Will. Then, Mike, you mentioned sound waves, rent, possibly renting something and dubbing it. I, I did that with You Can't Stop Rock and Roll. Like, sh- you know, shortly after this, I was like, what? What else have they done? So rented it and had that on had that on TDK probably, and then did not know anything about come out and play and love is for suckers. I had moved on, <laughs> so yeah. I didn't know I didn't know anything about those really until way later. I mean, I remember the leader of the pack video and just being like, "Oh my god, they they yeah. actually did this." Um, that was a big turnoff for a lot of people, frankly, lots. Lots of people, right? They so, are on then the upward the- trajectory, and that's what they came out with. <laughs> and everybody just went, <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'm moving uh, on to Megadeth. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So then in the mid-90s, I know they put out a best of, and I, I remember buying that. It just had stuff off of the first three albums, which is telling, right? <laughs> they didn't even have anything off of those two on the, on the yeah. greatest hits. And... Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's kind of my my background. So I don't know if either of you, any of you guys, had heard of Bent Brother before. Probably not, since Jay asked me when we started, "Who's Bent Brother?" <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> okay, not me so either. I, you know, I don't think I had either. But again, I, you know, living out in Baltimore when I did, I think I, you know, I had heard some rumblings that there was this tribute band. That no, again, mostly played the tri-state area up there, but luckily for me, made their way down to to Northern Virginia, and I was I was able to see them. So Jay and Mike both saw Twisted Sister on the Stay Hungry tour, September fifth, nineteen eighty four, Music Hall, Omaha, Nebraska. This this may have been the first time I ever hung out with Jay. This concert. Oh my God! Look at that. Look at that. Like, screaming, open the fucking doors. <laughs> well, I know this. I know we went driving. The Coens uh, drove us there. Me, Andy, uh, Brad Cohen, and Jay. Kent and Gene drove us up. I don't and, remember uh, any of that. We drove up to the Civic and we looked up and there's nobody there. And we're like, uh, what the hell? <laughs> and uh, come to find out, it was at the music hall, so we yes, had to drive around the block because we had no idea. <laughs> We're all like, "What the hell?" God, I haven't thought we about that. Here. <laughs> Eighty-four, it's almost. Around. Yeah, so it ended up being at the music hall. Uh, it's first yes. time that they had been over there because yeah, it was kind of you know we were all just no one knew what the hell was going on. <laughs> Nobody was like, you know, oh god. Is this the no, right no, date? No, What's no. going on? <laughs> yeah. No, I just awesome. remember it like it was yesterday. I remember pulling up on the the music hall and just, uh, you know, the opening scenes, you know, of the pre-show where you got crowds just sort of mingling. Everybody's crossing a street. There's, you know, hacky sack and dope and all that going on. <laughs> So yeah, I remember that. Now like, it was yesterday. That's crazy. I I hadn't thought about yeah. that in years. 
So YNT, so they were touring in Rock We Trust, but their set list was Black Tiger, Lipstick and Leather, Don't Wanna Lose, Rock and Roll's Gonna Save the World, Main Streak, and Midnight in Tokyo. So six songs, they were probably out there for a half hour. <laughs> I would assume. Do you guys remember them at all? Yeah, I, I had no idea who they were. Literally no idea who they were. I'd heard nothing by them. Completely brand new to me. Uh, but I remember two songs, specifically Lipstick and Leather and Mean Street. I do. Re- yep. I can remember those two songs. Because, you know, I, this was... We had, I just started sixth grade, Dodge Elementary, uh, so I wasn't drinking yet. So I can <laughs> remember a lot more than I do now. <laughs> Typically, it, it shows. Uh, but Y&T, yeah, brand new, never heard them, and I was just excited to be there. But uh, I do remember two songs by them, and that was my first uh, exposure to Y&T. Yep. Jay? Same here. No, I, I didn't know who they were. Um, but when they came out, I'm so struck. Because I was, you know, I was freaking out at the prospect of going to this show. And I was so amped and just pumped, right? And they came out and they matched all that energy. So they fit perfectly on the bill for my, you know, little eyes. It was like, holy crap, this... uh it was just a that whole thing was just magic to me, man. <laughs> so when Mike was on his first episode and he talked about his first show, he talked about this show. And I think An- you and Andy were up in the balcony, Mike. Is yeah, that where you guys yeah. were? We uh I'm trying to remember <laughs> if we went to the, the merch table first or we went up to a, to get seats. But we were, you know, we're sixth grade. You think Andy's short now. You should you should have seen us at eleven. Yeah. So there was no way we were going down on the floor anywhere. Uh, so we headed straight up to this balcony area. We were like in the front row in the balcony. Perfect. And it was, and it was great. We were like dead center. And uh, we looked down nice. and there's a rail. It was GA front. throughout the whole thing with seats and everything. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, look down in the rail and we see these two guys with brand new studs around their wrists. <laughs> and... Uh, giving us you know the horns and it was jay and brad showing off their new studs down front <laughs> and we're like oh my god we could see them they're right in front on the rail and for yt held twisted sister came well that's later the, the, everybody went jumped over the rail into that like orchestra pit up front and bailed over and like you guys were like oh shit hanging on or whatever but i remember that right because like, oh, they're right in front. But then when Sister came on, that, that, that was no longer in front. People just jumping over that <laughs> thing. And, but it was because it just went crazy when they came on. I, but no, seeing Brad and Jay right up front. And we're like, oh, my God. And there they are. New studs, <laughs> you know, on wrist. I remember when Brad, because I remember this. I remember when Brad Cohen got those things in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that yep. was his first show. And he had them on. Yeah, I, I it's like holy shit. I know uh, it was, and then uh, yeah, and Andy and I, we, I got the twist the 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 uh, D Snyder Twisted Sister shirt that said "Play It Loud, Mother," sleeveless thing went down to like my knees because that was like, you know, didn't know any better. And then I got a Y and T pin 
because I didn't know who the hell they were, but it was my first nice. show and I had to get something to remember it by. Nice. So nice. That was Jay. Just, Jay, was do you remember being magical. out there? Do you remember I don't remember that, that whole <laughs> issue with the crowd leapfrogging the barricade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shit. I don't remember that, but um, I don't even remember I was in the front row, but I don't, I believe it because nobody was more excited to be there than me. I promise you that. <laughs> No, so yeah, yeah, we, we saw. Yeah, I know. Once we got in there, I'm sure we just bailed straight for the freaking stage. Shirts be damned, all that. <laughs> That's the way you had to do it, right? You had to make sacrifices back in the day. They might have won out though, Andy and uh, Mike. <laughs> those would have been awesome seats. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. We were- dead center up in the balcony so we could see the whole thing and you know we didn't get trampled or anything so exactly it was it was pretty cool i'm sure we had some bruises down there <laughs> you had to because i remember you were talking guys were on the ra- ended up being on the rail if you weren't right on the rail you were at some point because everybody like i said there was like a little orchestra pit in front so yeah uh, people ended up jumping that and, and so they were right up to the stage so they weren't like you know, jumping on stage because it was actually lower. So they probably right. had like worse a worse view by doing that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Dumb, but uh but uh, no, yeah, we saw the whole show. It was great. It was just it was it was something else, man. So so Twisted Sisters set list. So stay hungry, kids are back, under the blade, the beast, we're gonna make it. You can't stop rock and roll, burn in hell, drum solo. We're not going to take it. I want to rock. And SMF ended the set, the show. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good. It's uh, a pretty good set list. It's a great set list, top to bottom, both bands. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wish yep. I could see that a whole thing now. Uh, I, I didn't know. I only knew that whatever I think they had released. Um. I want to rock at that point. So I only knew the two songs right. from Stay Hungry. Right. Uh, but I did know all the songs from You Can't Stop Rock and Roll. Like I said, there I knew go. that one actually better because I didn't own uh, Stay Hungry yet. Uh, I actually got the uh, album after the show. Uh, so I didn't, I only knew the two releases, um, which were killer at the time for me. But also learned what SMF stood for. Uh, <laughs> D, D made sure we all knew. Um, actually, we had a big chant going on that. So 11 years old. Screaming sick motherfucker out, you know, just like I owned it. And, so, uh, yeah, this was this was two <laughs> days after my 12th birthday, actually, which is funny. <laughs> I did not know these guys yet. That would take another, what, I guess another year, right? Because we met in Yeah, you in and I grade. sort of, yeah. yeah, met, or, yeah, met at bar, but they knew each other from uh, football, KC football. Yep, yep. And, there you uh, go. We started chatting in the hall one day. Yep. And then music, music bonded us. Yeah, that's what and happened. Something came up, and we got the music, and <laughs> we're still doing it. it was, <laughs> that's right. Now, was do you guys even remember? I mean, that, that tour they had like, what that fence or like cage yeah. thing going on <laughs> behind yep. them? That's yep. that. I mean, that is so awesome. Mike, wasn't this uh, the roll-up metal doors at the music hall? Oh, interesting. I don't remember that. See that I, that happened there. I don't remember that part. Where was uh, that? It was either two. That was Maiden. 
that was Maiden Slavery Tour. That, at the like, Civic. The, the next show we saw was at the Civic. This, was at the Civic, the main auditorium. Okay. And that's when we, yeah, with the doors, metal doors down. That was my first open the fucking doors chant that I remember. Yeah. Uh, and that there, was one there of were a couple of things. Yeah. What, wasn't, that, wasn't that the best? Open the fucking doors. <laughs> So starts at seven that night. We're there at like one. <laughs> Some ridiculous time. We're out there just hours before the show. Uh, I, uh, I always love that the times, you know, kind of before the show and, you know, somewhat after where, you know, you're here with people like yourself, you know, and uh, <laughs> those times when, you know, you're all in it together, especially without even the band there. You know, yep. out in front, banging on the doors, and you know the whole camaraderie of the thing. That's that's good stuff. Precursor to Slam Fest. There you go. It was the seeds. The seeds, it was the seeds, were, seeds that were sown. The camaraderie. <laughs> Amen. That is, dude. There's a, there's a couple of funny things still about. I mean, just like we're funny. These guys are funny guys, right? One of them was yeah. Snyder was talking to us, you know, between songs, and he just. Burped. He's like, whoa, the, the mastacholi and meatballs coming up. You know, totally. I remember what he ate. He told us mastacholi and meatballs. <laughs> the guy after he burped and everybody just laughed. You know, it was hilarious. <laughs> the other hilarious thing was the bass player kept like throwing his mic down or kicking his mic, and the roadie guy come out, and set it up, and he, and the and the bass went over and kick him in the ass <laughs> every time. Every time, I don't know why he would take it and like throw it against you know that fence. Yeah, like throw it out of the way, and Brody come out, set it up, and one either one time at least I know he, he kicked him in the ass. Just it was just funny, you know. He just, yeah, it was just they were like they were they were having a good time. I mean they really were. You could just tell it was fun for them. Yep. They were having yep. fun. They did it. They probably you know, I'm sure he did it purposely. It's probably a little gag they had because the crowd was just having a blast you know it was it was rocking it was we we're laughing it was just totally a positive you know vibe going on that that's and what you, I remember. and you Laugh saw them you saw them at their peak obviously yeah i mean that was absolutely that was yep. their peak which is just killer it's just how uh I, I, that's what i remember is just absolute just pure joy and bliss and headbanging yeah. You know, yep. I, I yep. mean, I don't remember any of the antics like Mendoza kicking his roadie or, <laughs> you know, I, I, you totally know I was so excited and I think I was banging my head the entire time. I don't know. That's all. I, it's just kind of a blurred vision of that show. But I remember having the best time ever. Yep. Awesome. So that's what it was for me, man. Just awesome. so fun. Awesome. From that show, the next day we had school. And I went to school wearing my D. Snyder Twisted Sister sleeveless shirt that said Play It Loud Mother with a big picture of D. Snyder on the front that went down to my knees. And I think Andy and I were like the coolest people in Dodge Elementary that day. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) And I was up the street at bar and we had football practice. And that's when I got demoted because I skipped practice the prior day. That's right. To go to this show. And I was on the cheeseburger squad after that. I was starting defensive tackle, man. And then I went down. 
So back to that, Jay, you and you and Brad getting out of school early. Yeah. Um, as we were leaving, you know, and it kind of feels kind of crazy to leave school. We didn't, nobody ever skipped, you know, junior high. So we didn't know what that was about, but it was all very exciting. It's like, we're, you know, we're leaving. We're like the only two people leaving the school. And uh, <laughs> I remember seeing him down the hall. like, hey, where are you going? And Brad flips the guy devil horns and goes twisted. And uh, we just went out the door. That's the only thing we said to him. Twisted. <laughs> twisted. I'm sure he had no idea what that meant. <laughs> that, is, that is so fantastic. Oh and you can God. totally picture Brad doing it with a straight face, man. Serious is <laughs> fucking heart attack. Yeah. That we didn't say nothing. That was it. And then we bailed. I mean, it probably could have been in one of their videos. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I want a rock. I want a rock. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So fast forward 20 years to the show that I saw, which was this tribute band to Twisted Sister called Bent Brothers. So I saw it at Jack's Nightclub, Northern Virginia, which is an awesome club. I think it, it its lifespan was from 94 to 2015 and just an old converted movie theater, which again, a lot of venues took over these theaters in, in, these, uh, in these areas and converted them into a music venue. Unfortunately, it's not around anymore, uh, but it was a great... Uh, Great, great venue. So as I mentioned, Bent Brother, Ultimate Twisted Sister Experience. I actually found, I looked up Bent Brother Jacks in Springfield and found some pictures from the show. And there was a promo poster. And on the promo poster, it's got the, so you know, the Twisted Sister logo, right? The T and the S kind of on the front of, you can't stop rock and roll. So instead it's, it was a B and a B. <laughs> for bent brother but it looked like that and there were a couple of quotes underneath this promo poster and it said a rose by any other name is still a rose william shakespeare 1594 <laughs> bent brother kicks ass sebastian bach 2004 i never miss a bent brother show jj french 2004 <laughs> and you will always find me at a bent brother show d snyder 2004. So oddly enough, I don't recall seeing JJ French or D Snyder at that show, but they said that they go to, they said that they go to every show. So maybe they were in a, a VIP area or something. Not, not positive, not positive, but that brother set list, what you don't know can't hurt you. The kids are back. Stay hungry. Destroyer breaking the law. You can't stop rock and roll. The fire still burns. We're not going to take it, which is interesting that they played it in the middle of the set. I think he may have even commented. The guy commented on that. He's like, yeah, you know, we 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 kind of break the rules and we're playing the biggest hit right in the middle <laughs> of the set. The Price, Shoot Him Down, Under the Blade, Sin City, Burn in Hell, I Want to Rock, Tear It Loose, and SMF. So five songs off of their debut under the blade, two songs off of You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, six off of Stay Hungry, one off of Come Out and Play, zero off of Love, <laughs> Love is for Suckers. So 
You can see what this Truby fan thinks of those two albums. And then the two cover songs, obviously Breaking the Law by Priest and Sin City by ACDC. So, you know, looking at that set, I love the one, two, three punch of album openers off of the first three albums. <laughs> you know, song one off of the debut, song two, you know, one off of You Can't Stop Rock and Roll and song one off of Stay Hungry. Um, overall, I mean, they were they were awesome. And again, I know Twisted Sisters history is the clubs in New York, right? They did that all through the 70s before they finally broke it big. So seeing a tribute band like this in a small club kind of gave you that feel because again, they didn't, they weren't all dolled up in their costumes and makeup and all that stuff. But I mean, you guys, the resemblance of these guys was uncanny. I mean, they looked, <laughs> they looked exactly like them. I mean, the guy doing D's part was wearing a New York Dolls t-shirt and sounded exactly like him. And it's crazy how they found a guy that looked exactly like Mark the Animal Mendoza because he's a unique looking guy. And I mean, it was exactly, I mean, they just had everything down, their mannerisms. It was- I have was to go so to a museum of natural sciences back in the Neanderthal section to <laughs> find another guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah maybe he was part of a uh yeah some sort of a uh you know some history skit. yeah exactly and hey you you know who you look like you play bass you know so um but anyway yeah it was it was it was very cool and like i said i i never got the chance to see twisted sister so it was cool to see something this this close you know they spent so much time obviously studying everything about them and unfortunately i don't know if they're around anymore i haven't heard anything about them or if they do shows or and like i said they only did probably a handful of shows and mostly in the new york new jersey um area but some oh, yeah. That, that's yeah i was gonna say that make it up. that's not something that would make it to Tulsa. i don't think no, yeah, I was gonna say that would have been something I would have liked to see yeah. out here, but yeah, it yeah. sounds like they're just over on the east, northeast there. Yeah, northeast is, I think, what they, yeah, what they, what they focused on. So, I felt, I felt very lucky, very lucky to, to, to at least see them, you know. Which again is, so it's just uh, a know. handful of shows they ever did that came out and just kicked all ass, and then just yeah, withdrew back into the ether. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's funny that bio that talks about, you know, that they kind of grew out of that 9 11 benefit show or whatever. That's kind of where it came from. And, but they just wanted, uh, yeah, they only wanted to do a select few shows. And, um, if you were there, I guess you were, you were one of the lucky ones. So, like good it. stuff. Good stuff. So now onto the band on the bill spotlight. So, since this is my only, twisted sister related show i want to kind of go back into their their albums and and kind of talk about our our faves and and maybe least faves it'll be interesting so starting off with under the blade released september 18th 1982 produced by actually pete way mark mendoza and d snyder forgot that i typed that <laughs> whenever I made this up, I I didn't remember that uh, that uh, he had produced he had produced this. So so Jeej, looking at the song list, any thoughts? I look at that Pete record Ray right now. That guy <laughs> had a cool look, man. 
<laughs> he did. He yeah. did. UFO bassist. Wasted bassist. Okay. Yeah. Cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> so that first album, Jeej, any history with it at all? Under the Blade. Yep. Yeah. Oh, really not. I, after it was at all the earlier, anything other than, you know, Stay Hungry was sort of after the fact for me. But I, I you know, there's some good stuff on the, on all, <laughs> you know, shit. Right. Right. And I, I got, you can go down the rabbit hole with these guys and they have released a lot of their live stuff from back in the day, which is really fun to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And old demos and stuff like, yeah, Jay, you played shoot them down in Vegas last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was a demo version, but yeah. And you watch their, uh, you know, they got the rockumentary now. If you haven't seen that, I'm sure you probably have though. Yep. Yep. So yeah, all that, um, I can get fired up on these guys again and just go all day. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. So, Mike, so. You, any, any history with that record at all? Nope. No. <laughs> I know this, the Under the Blade. Yep. Because uh, that one comes up on a rotation, you know, on some of my, uh, you know, rando mixes of uh, that era when yep. I am. Because I've listened to, you know, the second and third albums. Like I said, those are the ones that I listen to a lot yeah. uh, in my yeah, lifetime. Yeah. So randomly, you know, my my Brando day mixes will throw in. And it's always, it's almost always under the blade. I think I liked it or something, too. It's probably why it yep. comes up a lot. So, yep. Um, yep. but otherwise, no, I never owned it. Never knew anyone who owned it. Uh, so I never, I never like sat and listened to the thing. Yeah, um, yeah, that's just yeah. that was my experience. It's a it's an interesting kind of uh, um, there, there's there's like different genres almost on it, right? There, I mean, there's some heavy heavy stuff. There's some um, punky stuff. There's some you know popular <laughs> type stuff. So it's kind of a mishmash of, of songs. But sin after sin, for me, I would re- highly recommend that great riff great backing vocals you're committing sin after sin I'm, so yeah. i know d's a huge he was a huge priest fan i know he's a huge acdc fan and a huge alice cooper fan so some of his vocal delivery kind of reminds me of alice cooper but i would say sin after sin and shoot him down like again jay played that last week in vegas just a great driving riff just a it rocker alive. yeah yeah just a fucking rocker great backing vocals Weird hey, laughter. Under the, blade, Under the Blade is my favorite cover from the band. Their album cover. Oh, God. Just yeah. The, the Baron Shot. The ba- <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Now, I guess from a from a, a, a least favorite for me, the song Destroyer. I mean, it's, it's weird. There's like a half-assed Darth Vader intro, like breathing. To me, that's... <laughs> Sounds like a snorkel gear guy or something it was anyway it's just plotting it's too plotting again least favorite i don't hate it but it's it'd probably be my least favorite yeah to me that sounds like uh twisted sisters or d snyder trying to be uh jesus priest yeah yeah you know what i mean kind of a slow motif of the metal monster is going to come and get you yep yep all that stuff definitely definitely 
All right, so their their sophomore effort, You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, released June 27th, 1983, produced by Stuart Epps, who I don't have any idea who that is. So, Michael, I know you know Side One very well. Like me, actually, that was totally. funny you said that about Side One, because I think that's what I listened to the most <laughs> after yeah. I rented it from Soundwaves. I'm not sure I made it past The Power and the Glory, but I, I, um, I knew the title cut from back in the yeah. day. Yeah. What are you? What do you yeah. think? Totally remember listening to this. Side one, huge, and, and I got this goes back to the cones, of course. I remember listening to this out camper. Andy and I oh, we used to listen yeah. to Stained Class, and I remember listening to you Can't Stop Rock and Roll out in the camper, awesome. uh, Cohen's house. So I kids are back, uh, like a knife in the back. Ride to live, live to ride. Loved that song. Loved that song. Uh, I am, I'm me. I, I, yeah. I like that. I mean, I just, I love this. Now it's funny, the power and the glory. <laughs> I thought, I'm just thinking, wait, Saxon? Wait, That's a Saxon uh, title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. Because uh, I can't, I, I, the, I cannot, like the song is not coming into my ears. I, I honestly can't remember that because I substitute that with you can't stop rock and roll. And that was what I remember. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> me the, too. That's and, totally and listen me. to this. I can I listen to the, the hell out of it. Uh, even yep. now, when I go back and listen, I listen to two albums: this one yep. and uh, "Stay Hungry," because yep. that's what I just for my childhood. You know. Yeah, JJ loved it. It's my second favorite uh, album cover. Is this one <laughs> with the bolted steel, riveted steel? <laughs> yeah. um, I just thought that was the coolest thing, and I, I always wanted one. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I just want one of those. <laughs> But uh, uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's too powerful. It's good shit, though. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I just, it's just like their whole catalog. I, I listen to it all kind of equally and just crank it and go. Yep. All of it. Yep. Actually, and so, Mike, give side two a, a listen. Second side is awesome. It really is. It's got kind of a ballad on it that you're not alone, uh, Suzette song, but. Just like you, the first two songs are my favorite because <laughs> those are the ones I listen to the most. Kids are back, that percussive, yeah. you know, you know the, intro. The kids are back might be the song, one of the songs that I remember most, too, from the concert. Sure, yeah. Uh, even though, like, I mean, we're not going to take it, but I remember the kids are back, and that was just like my anthem. I just remember, I mean, that to me, that song live was... Yeah maybe my favorite song i mean yeah. even more than the we're not gonna take it um you know i want to rock stuff that right. i really knew but i because i knew this stuff and the kids are back yeah dude that just yeah. killed i remember that and just and i was a kid so you know, yeah it was my theme song right i mean the the verse <laughs> the verse with the kind of the call and response between his vocal and that that riff you know that was just because it's a chugging you know uh, riff, but there's that riff going on, kind of opposite of his vocal, just cool. And then, of course, it ends with the same percussive, <laughs> but it's the outro, you know, of what of what I don't know if that was actually a drum or if they were like hitting crates or something. I don't. It didn't. I'm not sure. It sounded like a, a drum, but yeah. Anyway, for a kid, not, young kid, or teenager, uh, that, yeah. that was like, uh, you know, the uh, we will rock you for me. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I mean, it, it was like a theme. Like, yeah. dude, I'm 11 years old at my first concert, and I don't know if it, the, the lyrics, the song I disliked anyway, but like I said, 
that stuck to me. That song sticks out to me more than any other. And I remember, you know, a few, like I said, from, from this concert, even though it was that long ago, the kids are back. And I just remember like, dude, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it's song like- when we were singing it, it was awesome. Actually, Mike, that might have been one of the, an early song where you and I connected with when we met. I can remember, ah, have you really? heard this? Yeah, kids are back. Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> Jay's jamming. Jay's jamming. <laughs> like a knife in the back. Great follow-up. Great upbeat riff. Just, yeah, just, just so good. They're great bass you know bass runs kind of during that song just very 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 cool song and then you know least favorite if i were to even say one i'll take you alive but again i like the whole album but this is probably kind of sounds like priest which is which is cool but the uh i don't know the chorus chorus is is not the best but overall probably my favorite twisted sister album uh front to back would be can't stop rock and roll I can see that. Yeah. Yep. So moving on to the third album, Stay Hungry, released May 10th, 1984, produced by Tom Worman. So they've got him on board. So here we go, guys. This is the album of the the tour you saw. What are your what are your thoughts, uh, JJ? It rules. (laughs) The freaking rules, man. You got Stay Hungry opens up. And Burn in Hell kicked all that. We're not going to so take good. it. Giant hit. Yep. I Want to Rock. Forget about it. The price is amazing. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's SMF is badass. To be, it, it's <laughs> solid as a freaking granite from top to bottom. That's all I got to say. It's awesome. So, Michael, thoughts you know, or favorites? You know. What do you think? Yeah, the, really the whole thing, because this, like, when I saw it live, I didn't know all the songs yet, uh, but because I got it afterwards. But um, Burning Hell, Burning oh, Hell God. was such a, when, when it sort of has that little breakdown, you know, towards the <laughs> end in the middle, when he's just, you know, that little chant, and it's just like the bass, you know, <laughs> going. But the funny thing is, you know, if you guys all remember, that part of the song, too, was uh, shown in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. In the movie, they they yeah. pretended like they were filming a video for it when Pee was riding through Warner Brothers Studio, That's and right. uh, he like interrupted the video shoot for Burning Hell, Twisted Sister, with Dee Snider on the front of the car or whatever in the car, and yeah, so there's that too. That's you know, great. Don't forget that little piece That's of history. Great. Yeah, but yeah, Horror yeah. Terror, you remember that Captain Howdy? How creepy that was. Creepy. Uh, I remember that. Creepy. Yeah. Oh yeah, and if you know, you know the story behind it wasn't wasn't that about Gacy? I think so. Killer clown. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Or at least based off that, or something to that effect. Yeah. But yeah, I want to rock the the price. Oh, I mean that was the that was a I love that man. Um, Then SMF for me too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, especially at that point because I knew what it meant. Yeah. Right. (laughs) After right. being indoctrinated at the show, but uh, yep, just just great. Yeah, no, it was just it is just a great album. It but, is, yeah, it's 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 awesome. The Talk whole thing, yeah. I so I, you know, yeah. If I if I had to, so I I would probably go with the bookends. 
you know, stay hungry and SMF maybe, maybe as my favorites, but like, yeah, like you said, burn in hell, Mike, you were describing that break, that breakdown, that chanting thing is so, so good. So good. And, you know, obviously the hits are the, are the hits and and are, are great, but yeah, that kind of the burn in hell and the beast, you know, they, well, the beast is kind of slow, heavy, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the whole thing. The I know Burning Hell starts off kind of slow and then kicks kicks in. I guess the only yeah. and again, it's not, you know, it's not that I dislike the song, but the you know, the horror terrier. I mean it's only what yeah. eight minutes long. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is a you know, as a as a twelve year old kid listening to this, yeah, it was scary, eh? <laughs> coming right after burn in hell you know it's like jesus what the hell um is probably you know it's just the fact that it's that it's long yeah you know that's a good assessment yeah yeah yeah. but uh stay hungry upbeat smf kind of reminds me kind of sounds like a wasp song um but just uh just killer and that's that was your guys's encore <laughs> yeah. which i guess i guess it was my encore too i think with the tribute band so good way to end the show for sure so now we get into the <laughs> the less known stuff i you know so come out and play released november 9th of 85 so i mean they produced by Dieter dirks they threw this thing out quick right they wanted to <laughs> catch it while the iron was was hot and unfortunately it it sounds like it yeah (laughs) that they threw it together you know other than the leader of the pack thing guys i don't know if you have any (laughs) any exposure to anything on here at all no no jj it killed it yeah Yeah. this or love is for suckers i don't know what any of that is yeah yeah well, so so come out and play. It, it'd be a you know it'd be easy for me to say my my least favorite is leader of the pack, but I'm not going to do that because that's a cover. But I'm going to say be cruel to your school. Do you guys remember that at all? Was, Alice Cooper was featured. He did a verse on it. It's bad. <laughs> it's it's D's attempt at writing a late '50s, early '60s kind of rock and roll song. And Alice Cooper can't save it, even. <laughs> it's yeah. Now that's, that's terrible. Bad. It's terrible. That's that's, that's bad. It's, if, it's, if you have Cooper on there, I want something. Yeah. Creepy, <laughs> rocking, and the right. thing is, that's probably why I'm not even familiar with it. Or if I did go, okay, well maybe this song's good. That's what I, I mean. I remember just going, this. I'm done with. It. I'm not even trying to listen to it. I just at that point too, you got to understand. Because uh, this is, like you said, 85. 85. I just, I just got through seeing the Slavery Tour that summer. I was getting in to Metallica. Um, you know, yeah, junior, junior high get, school. Getting too. into Megan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come out with like on Black. <laughs> you come out with Leader of the Pack after really me being really expecting so much more after this those last two albums, which I loved. You just, it was just like. I guess I'm done with you guys. I mean, I was, I, I wrote yeah. them off. Yep. I love the old stuff, but I, I'm like, if this is what it's going to be, uh, that is not what I want. Yeah. 
done. Yeah. So I, <laughs> you know, I will, I will say, well, and the tour flopped. They booked a bunch of big places, and oh man, it. I think it was a complete disaster. But so the fire still burns is actually actually is a is a cool song. Again, has kind of a wasp feel um, to it, and the verse delivery sounds like there's actually two two lead vocalists. The way that he, you know, obviously the way they recorded it, he's coming in right as the other ones ending, which was kind of a cool kind of a cool effect. Um, there's some cannons, I think, like cannon fire at the end, which, you know, a la for those about to rock, probably. So kind of a cool song. The other one that's decent is looking out for number one. You know, it's actually a cool riff, cool chugging riff, cool chorus, you know, kind of has a um, kind of a driving ACDC type riff to it. And then, yeah, I, I don't even didn't even want to mention Leader of the Pack as a least favorite because it doesn't even deserve that. But be cruel to your school. Bad, bad, bad. I mean, you know, there's horns and piano and stuff, which is fine. I'm not a, against that, but maybe not on a Twisted Sister <laughs> song. I don't go to Twisted Sister for horns and piano. So anyway, yeah. that's that's that one. So then, yeah, then Love is for Suckers released August 13th, 1987, produced by Bo Hill. So again, they've got some big hitters in the production chair even on these last two albums. And this one is interesting. It was intended, the material was intended to be a D. Snyder solo album, which, you know, and the record company obviously is saying, no, we're going to put Twisted Sister on it, which I, I find that odd because D writes everything. <laughs> he's mm -hmm. like the sole songwriter, unless, you know, except for the cover uh, on the previous album, but he writes everything. The uh, drummer, A.J. Perro, was not on this album. Um, Joey Franco, whoever that is, uh, did the drumming. But I will say, I, I would I would give this album a listen. I think it's a, I think it's forgotten. I, I'm actually, I don't mind really any of the songs. There is a cover, uh, Love is for Suckers is actually a Poison Dollies cover. I don't know who that is, that band, but a couple of highlights wake up the sleeping giant is actually a heavy song um great chorus uh get kind of gang vocal chorus but that's a good song uh hot love there was actually a video for it the funniest thing about that is that hot love right he, he, you think he's talking about a <laughs> a female throughout the song but he's actually talking about a car <laughs> and that's what the video shows at the end that he's He's amazed by the car that the chick is driving. It's actually clever. It was a it was a clever video. And again, it's a pop. It's a you know kind of a pop rock song, uh, but it has a good uh, good uh, verse melody and the chorus is cool. But again, overall, I think it's I think it's a pretty good album. I think you I think you guys might might uh, like some stuff off of it. The last song on there it doesn't do a ton for me. It's kind of got uh, the riff sounds like Desire from U2. That's kind of the <laughs> kind of the the riff. It's also got kind of a kicks feel, which is interesting because Bo Hill produced all the kicks albums. So it kind of sounds like that. But again, probably my least favorite song on there. So I, I, don't, I don't know if any of those songs mean anything to you. My guess is they don't, guys. No, didn't even yeah. know it existed. And yeah. again, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't get into this real time. This was way later, right? This is, this is probably in the 2000s um, that I, I probably 
downloaded it or or something and and listened to it. So I, I certainly don't don't have a history with it. Omen had a good point. You know, when this came out, God, can you imagine? Uh, I mean, just put that in perspective. What was coming out at that time? No. You know what I mean? I know. It's a bark at the moon. I mean, maiden priest uh, was what? That was probably what, turbo, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd have to take a look at the, but yeah, there was Dio stuff. stuff you know, it's, yeah. Dio. You, you know what's stuff. what? Well, yeah, what's what's interesting is what what almost parallels this is Kiss at the end of the seventies, right? With the Dynasty in seventy nine amassed in eighty, they're they're going down that pop disco route, and you've got Back in Black, <laughs> Blizzard of Oz, Heaven and Hell, British Steel, you know, all that stuff coming out. And what the fuck is Kiss doing? <laughs> so people jumped off, right? They jumped off, and it's same thing. It's kind of it's interesting how that. You know, people jump off Van Halen stuff, right? Coming out there at the end of the '70s, uh, early '80s, Kiss was Kiss was torpedoed. They were <laughs> they were in trouble, big time. And that's the same thing, kind of, with this. They they got everybody to latch on, and then <laughs> went in the wrong direction, and other stuff took took your attention. So interesting. Yeah, and and honestly, you know, with you know, all due respect, there stick with what you're good at you know like mm -hmm. if you're a rush and you go out and change stuff because you have you know maybe two uh out of the three guys that are can be up there with the best of all time you know musicianship wise and they're going yeah. in a direction progressively uh that's twisted sister can't do that you know <laughs> that's just not going to work. That's not what they. Yeah, it's not their thing. You got to stick to your guns if you're. Well, you know, you through. mentioned you mentioned Rush though, and, and to me, the difference between the two is uh, it was Rush being Rush, but this exactly. was twisted to come into the pressures of trying to be something they weren't. And yeah. uh, so, you know, Good people point. aren't stupid. You see when it's, <laughs> and you can feel when it's real. Yeah. And now on to the Slamfest tip of the week. So again, talking about tribute bands, I thought, you know, let's talk about, you know, this being obviously one of the greatest tribute bands I'd ever seen, both visually and musically. I mean, they were they were almost a carbon copy of Twisted spot Sister. On. Yeah, spot on. So I kind of, I, I proposed this question to these guys. And so Jay, I think you've got an answer to that. What's the best tribute band you ever saw? Brit Floyd. Oh boy. There you Without go. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. That's it's that British group that does Pink Floyd. Yep. And uh holy crap, man. Uh if you didn't know what they looked like, you would have thought you you were hearing the real show. Of course it was the production wasn't as high dollar as a Pink Floyd show. Right. So it was a it was a cheaper version of all that. And it was smaller and <clears throat> some of it was a little corny uh, because the you know just the production value wasn't there. But everything else, music wise, uh, they nail it. Also, you know, a, a close second would be Rocksteady up there. Yeah. In <laughs> That's right. <laughs> did you see Brett Floyd in, in Tulsa, Jay? I do. Yeah, they come every year. Oh, nice, nice. Very Have cool. you guys ever? seeing them they come around i have not but i know mike hasn't you've seen who have you seen floyd wise el monstero oh there you go out of st louis same thing that is so funny jay 
Hmm. Uh, one of my favorite. I've seen these guys like five times. <laughs> El Monstero out of St. Louis, Pink Floyd cover. They're, they incorporate uh, a lot more visual with it uh, and more theatric like stuff from like the movie and stuff. Like they oh, have, cool. it's like a, it's almost like a Broadway show. Huh. But the musicianship is outstanding. Yeah, okay. oh, just killer. And uh, I know Andy also talks about. I think he's he's seen Brit Floyd and maybe the uh, Australian Pink Floyd. Yeah, I forget which you know, and those too. And he just loves it too. But that's a, you know, it's crazy. I almost I like forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my favorite one. Right. Well, no, when when Brad asked me, he's like, pick your favorite. I was like, that's easy peasy, man. It's just no question. Yeah. Because I I just kept thinking like little local acts. Because I I was thinking there was one around here in the KC area uh, called Stone and Love. Uh That was a Journey cover band. And they killed it, man. That singer could sing and that guitar player could play. So they they had me at Stone. Yeah. So other you better other, bring it if you're covering Journey. Yeah, yeah no that, right. Kidding, That's right? what I mean. No I was kidding. very impressed. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, El Monstero. Yeah, the awesome. people, they are just out, outstanding, outstanding. Now we got awesome. a couple. There's also a couple Zeppelin uh, acts that come through here. I was really impressed by one of them. Um, in that, you know, they were so true to the album that they would bring out the number of musicians and number of instruments required to oh my god to perform live all the, <laughs> you know, all the dubbing, all the multi-tracking, yeah. all the Shit. all that. So they would they were so true, and uh, so that was real, real impressive. Uh, forget nice. the name, get the let out, I think, or something yeah. effect. Yeah. yeah. Um, nice. So yeah, I'd go see them again. But nice. Yeah. When you ask me that question, Brit Floyd all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so a close second for me behind Bent Brother was Dead Flatbird, <laughs> which I saw the Def Leppard Viva Hysteria residency out in Vegas, and Dead Flatbird opened, and they were a Def Leppard tribute band. Played a bunch of deep cuts and. They were awesome. And now to close this episode out with the which side are you on? So we talked about Twisted Sisters discography, but let's let's talk about side one versus side two of Stay Hungry. Again, released May 10th of 84, produced by Tom Warman, charted at 15, and is certified three times platinum. So Three million copies, guys. It was a hit. It was a hit. So, what are your thoughts on the on the sides? You kind of, you guys kind of went through, you know, the songs, you know, that you like. But if you had to go side one versus side two, what would you do? Mm, tough, real tough for me. Because if I go song for song, it's pretty even. I know. <laughs> I but know. I might go with just grouping side one. Tracks one, two, three are just so strong out of the gate. I think I'll go with side one. Yeah. Uh, Because side two I like, but, and I love the price, uh, you know, but to me, it's I want to rock the price in SMF. So literally just because it's it's so strong out of the gate, one, two, three. Yeah. I'll have to go, I'll go with side one just because of that. What do you think, Jay? I was thinking along the same lines, um, trying to go song by song and how many, yeah. 
which song has the more better songs? <laughs> and there's the one, two, three punch that he mentioned. And uh, I'm going side two because of uh, I want to rock. That was that was my that was it was that was like my motto for <laughs> throughout that whole era. Uh, yeah, because that. that they just they they knocked me they knocked my block off this band did so yeah I'm going yeah. side two if I want to rock yeah so if I look at it obviously I want to rock on side two we're not going to take it on side one and I, I like I want to rock better so I would say that trumps it the price is on side two SMF you know those could kind of wash out with stay hungry and burn in hell you know I mentioned horror area freaked me out and is long yeah i like that <laughs> and, and scary like, like so the, uh, the, the, i was like the melody line i'll stay away oh yeah Didn't Howdy. 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 yeah scary <laughs> stuff so i would dark. say don't let me down in the beast are probably better than that marathon yeah. song so okay. i'm going with, i'm going with side two as well there's no wrong answer but that's uh that's yeah. that's what i would go with all right guys well, thank you for, for joining me and going down the memory lane with your guys' show at the music hall. I wanted to I wanted to get that <laughs> captured <laughs> from from both of you guys because I know it meant a lot to both of you and it was a it was a cool show to go to. So Bowman, I mean, how good was that show? <laughs> Fantastic. Like I said, I mean from that kids are back. I was eleven. Oh, yeah. It was so up there. It was my first show. It rocks so much. Uh, the, I mean, the, the kids are back. You know, I'm 11 years old. Uh-huh. It just blew my socks off, man. I, know, I mean, man. it just blew my socks off. Fire. It was that good for me, too. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I still do. I, I mean, I'm getting thinking about it. I remember how excited I was. Yeah. It was just great. It was just yeah. great, man. Yep. Good deal. Good <laughs> deal. Yeah. So it was, a, it was kind of a pleasure to be able to sort of relive yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's what this is all about. That's what it's all about. Oh, and one final thing, guys. Ablated April Fools, Bent Brother equals the original lineup of Twisted Sister, and Dead Flatbird equals Def Leppard. Did anyone get a chance to see Bent Brother, the ultimate Twisted Sister experience? If so, when and where, and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? For Twisted Sisters, five studio albums. What are your two faves and one least fave from each album? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on Twisted Sisters' third studio album, Stay Hungry, from 1984, side one, or side two? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>